You're listening to Church on the Path Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. So today, we're going to be reflecting on trust. And that's been our theme for the last few weeks, actually the last four weeks. And Peter and Tita did a marvelous job watching over the church while we were gone. And when we came back, everybody was excited about what the Lord was doing. And I didn't get to mention it to Kieran last week, but I was proud of you, Kieran, for sharing your testimony, uh, and Yushi as well, and all those who shared their testimony. I'm glad to hear the men speak and share, which is really important. It's really important for the house of God. Today, I want to begin with Psalm 13. It was my devotion this morning. I wasn't planning to do this. I was only, I personally benefited from Psalm 13, and it's only six verses, but it goes along very well with what we've been looking at, and in a few minutes I have the handouts, I have three handouts of the last few weeks, the infographics from the last few weeks that I printed out. They are not proper hard cardboard and cut like uh, I would like it, but I did it from our office printer. And you can write, if you want, you can write notes in the big white space that is there. Um, So let me pray and then we'll get into this. Father, I'm asking that you break open your word to us and that you would breathe fresh life on what we meditate on and that we would really digest what you've been saying to us. That's what's been on my heart for today is that we would digest your word, that we would not just run quickly on to the next thing or the next topic, but that we would digest your word. And I'm praying that you would speak through everyone, that you'd speak through everyone and that each one would be encouraged and uplifted in your precious name. Amen. Amen? Okay, now let's pray this with some conviction. Put our hands on our hearts. Dear Jesus... Speak to my heart and change my life in your precious name. Amen. So we're just about to get into Psalm 13. I want to thank everybody that was a part of our last, uh, our first, our first class, which was the outpouring unit, uh, our first class on Monday night, and we began the outpouring unit And we're extending registration, so if you want to register, if you're online and you want to register, if you hear about this, you want to register, holyfireschool.com. You can be a part of this unit, which goes to the 4th of December. Of course, it's open to all the grads, too. You're welcome to be a part, and we're here for you. 
Um, it was a great night, a really special night. Uh, God doing wonderful things will be, we were, this was the uh, teaching, the one back there about captured, about how Jesus captures us and how he captured Paul and how this is the basis of our salvation. So that's what we were talking about. Of course, there's a lot, lot more in there. We, got, we had the new, we had the new uh, facility, so that was good, the uh, renovated facility, and I'm glad everything came together uh, with that. So just wanted to let you know that we still have room. There's still space. You can come and be a part, and we'd, <coughs> we'd love you to be a part of the outpouring unit. So, yeah, again, it's every Monday night, and it's this Monday night coming up, 6.30 p.m., and you can get there. Doors open at 5.30 p.m., so 6.30 p.m., level 7, 117 Queen Street Mall, Brisbane, Australia. And way to go to the Matildas. <laughs> so I'm so excited about this amazing soccer team. Uh, and uh, the goalie was just amazing. I saw, saw the footage. I, I missed the game, unfortunately. Um, but I uh, saw the fo footage, and we're excited. It just happened a stone's throw away from here, right? It's, they, they were playing right here, right? Suncorp Stadium, I'm right. So just, oh, is it, is it this? All right, so that way. <laughs> that way, just a stone's throw away from here. Okay, now let's get into Psalm 13. Let me read it to you. It's just six verses. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? So here the psalmist is suffering because he feels a sense of the absence of the presence of God he feels forgotten. That doesn't mean that he is forgotten or that he is abandoned, but he feels this way. And then notice what he says in the next line. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? So he's wrestling with his thoughts. He's having sorrow continually in his heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? So he's, the, the enemy is having the upper hand, it seems, in his life. And he is waiting for the promises of God to be fulfilled. It goes good with what we were talking about last week. Time, trust in my exquisite timing. And he's going to get to that point. But first, he has to be real and honest about his emotions and feelings. He is not going to be hiding. He's not hiding here. He is being real raw and honest about his feelings. Verse 3, Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. And, uh, yeah, there is... Uh, really a sense of where the enemy is just waiting for us to fall, to gloat over us. <laughs> I told you so. And there's also people like that in our lives that are going to point the finger and say, I told you so. And this is what 
David knows, and this is why he's praying, and my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. And here is where he gets to. So with regards to our feelings and emotions, we need to express them to God. But like I've said before, we cannot stay in that valley of depression. We can't camp there. We do have to transver uh, 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 transverse uh, through there, and we do have to, yeah, travel. We have to travel through there. We have to be honest, but we can't stay there. We need to get to this point and look at what he says in the last two verses. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Uh, this morning I wrote it out, uh, first in the Hebrew and then translating it in my own words. Va'ani b'chastecha v'tachti yagel l'bi bishu atecha, which is, and I, what he's saying is here, I put my confidence in. I put my confidence, I put my trust, and I rely on. I put my confidence in your kind and loyal love. The word there is chesed. Uh, it's a form of chesed. In your kind and loyal love, that unfailing love, that steadfast love, that love that is of God and from God. And then the picture here in the Hebrew is he's spinning. He's spinning around. I will spin dancing in the reign of your salvation. That's how I put it. <laughs> because the, I, I get a picture as I read this of the outpouring of God. And he's dancing in the reign of God's salvation. And reign in scripture is a blessing. So he's spinning around and dancing in the reign of God's salvation. At first he wasn't feeling that. But in, in the midst of this, in the midst of this pain, darkness, sorrow, it seems like the enemy is taking, uh, is really attacking him. He says, but I trust in your unfailing love. I put my confidence in your kind and loyal love. And as I translate the next part, I will spin dancing in the rain of your salvation. I will sing, verse 6, I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. And so that is a wonderful ending to a psalm that starts out off quite uh, rough and, and dark. Amen? And I thought that was a great way to uh, begin today because we're looking at this, uh, the three things we've been covering while we've been gone, and I'm going to pass this out to you. Why don't I pass it now? Irene, would you mind passing this out? And what it is is uh, just one of, one of each, and I've kind of... So, just getting that. Yeah, there's this, this, this. Yeah, there's three pages. Excuse me? Yeah. So when you get this, the first one that we covered is what is trust? What is trust? And we had an acrostic of trust, that trust is total reliance upon our Savior's trustworthiness. 
and we looked at Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, I don't want to share too many scriptures because I'm going to open it up in a second for you to share. And then we looked at trust being like a seed, like a mustard seed, which Jesus said that trust is like a mustard seed. And then we looked at the seed, that the seed is small and simple. It's embedded into the ground. It's encoded with a DNA that instructs the seed on its identity, response to the environment and purpose. And then how the seed is destined to die, but it's, the purpose of its death is to produce life. So we looked at the seed. That was the second main thing we looked at. And of course, there was a lot in these messages, not just the infographic. And then the last thing was last week was time. And here in Psalm 13, that even though things are not happening according to the psalmist timeline, he is trusting in God in the midst of the time that he's in, the season he's in. And the acronym, the acronym or acrostic properly said, the acrostic is trust in my exquisite timing. That was a, something that God put in my heart coming from God's perspective, God speaking to me. Trust in my exquisite timing. So this is a, just a little bit of a review to give you a kickstart. And why we're doing this, why we're taking the mic and we're passing it around, the whole reason is so that we digest God's word. We want to digest it. We want it to get into us. We don't, want it, we don't want to just take these messages and then uh, kind of run and go on to the next subject without properly digesting this. And I think I may have one or two more messages on trust also. I'll see how we go. Um, so I do have this little mic here. And my question, and give me a hand raise if you have something. Uh, my question is, do you have, or what I'm asking is, do you have a verse? Yes, do you have a verse of Scripture uh, that's speaking to you about trust? Do you have some, something that stood out to you as we've been meditating on trust? Something that God's teaching you? Especially we want to reflect on what we've been learning, and I'm hoping that these, uh, these infographics will be prompts uh, feel free to repeat anything I've said or others have said or something God's spoken to you so that we can talk about trust. The only thing is it may be, I, if, if you're at home, uh, we can try to put this mic on the computer. It could be, <laughs> uh, could be not as good, but we can try, we can try to do that. So first... Who's up? Who wants to share first? Chris, Chris, let me bring this. Let me bring this over to you, and I'm going to turn this to. You want me to? I'll hold it. Oh, so yes. What I um, um, got on um, trust was, this was the other day, there was a lot in trust, and as I looked into it deeper, was trust wasn't to me something that you trust and then you act on it. It went so deep to the point where you had to repent. And then as I repented, it took me to Revelations 20, 
where there were books that were open. One book was the Book of Remembrance, and another book was everything that is recorded is written down, what we do, and that's in Malachi 3.16. And everything we do and say, and even without knowing our blasphemy, and it's all recorded. And that just awoke on me that I was in prayer to the point that I got this vision. I just wanted to clean my slate where I just wanted to go to heaven with nothing on my slate. And I was in tears to the point that all I wanted was the Lord to clean my slate, clean. And at the end of that, I, there was another scripture which was, As far as the east is from the west, so far have I wiped away your sin. And then I saw two wiped slates. And then it was from that point, that day, I needed to follow up and keep it clean, like cleaning a house if there's a spot of dust, clean it straight away. And that form was, took me to repentance once again, was to trust. Keep, your, keep short accounts and also repent. If there's a thought, especially your thoughts, if you're thinking things and some thought comes to you, Repent of it straight away. Don't just let it go. And that took me, that's how I see trust. A lot of it was to do with repenting of what you're thinking and what you're drilling on and what you're looking at. And also the Holy Spirit is pricking and nudging you. Now you're listening to that nudge. And that's how I see trust, is obeying that nudge of the Holy Spirit in you. That's all. Thanks. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I like how Chris brought out how repentance and trust go together. Turning away from sin and trust go together because that Jesus said, repent and believe. The word believe is trust. Again, so repent and believe the good news. So those things, those two things always go together. They're married together. So thank you. Thank you, Chris, for what you shared. So that's a good reminder what else? Who else has something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lena! <laughs> thank you, Lord. Hey. Are you thank okay to hold Yeah, yep. thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm just going to share a bit of my journal that um, the Lord's prompted me to share. Um, so like earlier this year, God highlighted two specific scriptures to me. I'm like too loudy. Um, some... 46.10, which is be still, and Proverbs 3.5.6, which is trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. Will your heart rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make? And um, actually at the start of the year, I that was a scripture. Those were the two scriptures that um, that he gave me. And then it's funny how we're actually going through trust um, because in that um, at the start, uh, even I wrote in my journal um, the Hebrew like things. I did like a little study at the start of the year and then God led me on like a deeper word study over the, um, the weekend of the word trust. Um, and at the, uh, as we've learned at Holy Fire, um, like Hebrew letters have meanings and how they are drawn have meaning too. Um, and each letter has helped me understand the val valuable revelation of this Hebrew word. Um, the Hebrew letters for trust are three letters. They bet, tet and chet. And um, it's cool because bet is like a picture of a home. And it's like, and this is like really 
home heading because the, um, the first Hubu letter is in trust is a bet and it's a little, uh, letter drawn as a picture of a tent or a home or a family and it speaks of being on the inside, abiding and resting. And um, we find our home in him and being in a home are places that can be associated with safety, security, trust and rest. And um, I love that he is our home and that that in the word, or that, that the trust word is in the word, I bet, yeah. Um, and that God restored us through the death and resurrection of his only begotten son on our behalf so that we can have a home in him. And there's no security or trust outside of him. In him, there is nothing to fear. And I love it because um, as I was meditating on that um, and reading about uh, his, that, that bet thing, that who you say I am's lyrics came to heart, like um, who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. And then it goes in my father's house, which is the home. There's um, a place for me. And then in my father's sanctuary, he has made a way. And I love that the second letter is tet, which means wrap. And the second Hebrew letter in trust is tet. This is a picture of something wrapped or it can be like a basket in terms of its weave. The wrapping concept relates to a baby's being swaddled and wound tightly in a blanket. It seems to be soothing for babies to be bundled in this way. And how good is it that trust has to do with distinguishing that God is good, to be wrapped and swaddled in the goodness of his everlasting arms. And that Deuteronomy 33:27, the eternal God is your refuge, place of trust, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And the last bit is Chet, which I love so much. Um, Chet is depicted with a fence or a wall and is attached to the concepts of surrounding, protecting and embracing and includes the idea of exclusivity. And I love Chet because it reminds me of like the secret place. And um, um, that's where the, we, we can trust. If we go to that secret place, we can trust in him better more. Um, the fence also reminds me of the secret place to spend the exclusive time with him, to not let the foxes in like worry or angst or stress. In Songs of Songs 2, 7, 15, our beloved says, catch for us the little foxes um, that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. And it also reminds me that in order to really, really trust in him, to lean into his arms, I have to be intentional about going into that secret place and to allow him to help me to trust him. Um, and every, I give this buddy. Every time I go into the secret place, I feel like it's Transformers. Like before the secret place, it's like Bumblebee, and then after it's like that Transform and Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers unite! Nah, I'm kidding. Oh my goodness! Hit pause, Lena. Relax. I just follow the script. Okay, all three realize comment. <laughs> my journal, sorry. And then the last part is the, um, all three Hebrew letters come with the idea of being on the inside, surrounded and protected. Combining the three picture graphs used to form the Hebrew word of trust and abiding and trusting in him. So it's like that picture of the offense wrapped and a picture of a home, which is in his word. How good. Praise God. Thank One of the, um, you know how you sort of get pet scriptures that just really hit home to you and they're like life scriptures that sort of just, yeah, just mean so much to you. Well, um, one of those for me is um, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I'll just look it up. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So that's been a life verse for me um, because I'm just the sort of personality that will tend to want to control things, I suppose. Um, so it's just been an absolute life lesson for me to uh, just have full dependence and full reliance on the Lord um, because he knows the big picture. I don't, but he does. And I don't know what to do, but he knows what to do. And so to actually trust and rely on him and depend fully on him was really difficult. I had to crucify the flesh and actually, yeah, learn to do that. Um, and on Friday, um, I was just working. I work from home. I type for a living. And Chris was um, listening to a Lion of Judah sermon and it just convicted him. So he told me what it was about. It was about the golden rule and that often even us Christians can overlook actually applying the golden rule of um, loving your neighbour as yourself. And I just, he felt the conviction of the Lord and then I really felt the conviction of the Lord of all the times over our life that we hadn't, um, you know, fulfilled that commandment of God to love our neighbour as ourself. And just, yeah, we ended up both absolutely weeping um, and I was just like kneeling on the floor, like I was supposed to be working, but I came in and we were just this, like other times I'll have like a repentant heart and I'll just repent of just, you know, attitudes of my heart or thought that's not right or something like that and I'll repent. But this time, this was like a really deep repentance where like the Lord, we were just absolutely both weeping and just, I just felt like an absolute, yeah, weeping of my heart for the times over my life that I hadn't treated people the way that he would have me treat them. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> um, and yeah, we just went through this absolute deep repentance. Um, and what came really real to me was I just sort of saw the Lord just there and he's so perfect and so sinless and so spotless and faultless. And I've, my heart was breaking that I had hurt not only these people over my lifetime, but Jesus. My heart was breaking that I had hurt him. Because I'd hurt these people, I'd then hurt Jesus. And to think that I had hurt Jesus, the one that has only ever loved me and only ever, like he's never harmed me, he's always done me good, he's only, he died to save me um, and he's only ever loved me and to know that I'd hurt him by hurting people, by not obeying the golden rule of treating others the way you want to be treated and loving your neighbour as yourself, that just broke my heart. So I think that's probably the tears that um, the Lord puts in his bottle, the tears of absolute repentance from your heart. <laughs> Um, yeah, just true, genuine repentance from your heart um, and those tears that come from that. And that's probably, yeah, I'm thinking the tears that the Lord puts in his bottle. I think there's a verse about that. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, so sometimes the Lord will um, lead us to repentance 
you know, just of attitudes of the heart and thoughts and stuff like that. But this, as I said, was an absolute really deep repentance, like where <laughs> you just stand on the ground and you're absolute I was like bawling my eyes out. And he was weeping as well. And so yeah, the Lord um by trusting in the Lord, he leads us to repentance. Because it's not out of that he hates us. He's actually leading to us to repentance because he loves us. And everything he does is from a motive of love. And sometimes it's tough love and the discipline side, which is the tough love. But then other times it's the tender-hearted love. Um, so, but both sides are his love, the tough love and the tender love. So we can't just, like with marriage, you can't just take the easy times and the lovey-dovey times, you've also got to take those times where you might have a disagreement. And, yeah, we've had disagreements um, over our time of being married. And But when you're led by the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you actually um, talk it over, like effective communication is key. <laughs> um, and we talk it over and we, like, sort of align our thoughts with the Word of God and just talk it over. And we always get over, like, disagreements and that really, really quickly because we're being led by the Holy Spirit. So, anyway. <laughs> All right, who's next? Yeah. Which is um, one thing I, I noticed was a Jewish custom yeah. where they would say everything is good, but then they would have a cup and they would throw it to the ground and it would smash. And that was to show you that you're not okay. only... This isn't only for good times. When Because it's smashed, it's also you'll have hard times ahead of you. So in that, you've got to stay together and work things out together in good times and in bad yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. So you take the sorrows and the joys, everything, not just the, the joys. <laughs> yeah, amen. Amen. I love the honesty that Chris and Irene shared. And I love the beautiful picture that Lena brought through the word batach, batach, which I read, I read before, batach, which is in trust in the Lord with all your heart. There's a couple different words for trust in Hebrew. But the batach is, uh, yeah, very important, of course, very important in Proverbs chapter 3, and also in what I just read in Psalm 13. What else? What else do you have? Yes. Vanessa. Now, just why, if you, if you speak directly into that, it gives that, you know, the crunching sounds. It's kind of side or a little bit down. Just like really quickly, I think um, I love everything that we learned, but for me it was the up, like what the seed does with like uprooting stuff. So like it's as though Jesus was like, okay, well I have like you kind of have it easy. Well, we don't have it easy, but like he made it so easy in a sense because it's a heart thing where his word is seed and like, you know, it has that, you know, DNA encoding thing of Jesus. So when you take the word, you get his nature. But like the part that really, sorry, the part that really got me was when we learned about like how the seed goes in and then it starts growing and then the roots go and the, it's the roots that actually 
you know, like break all the obstacles down. And that part was like, whoa, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I think just uprooting obstacles. And I think in a practical sense, it's like if you have doubt or unbelief, um, when you hear God's word about something, it grows. That this, this, I'm like shaking, but like I'm so, th- that part really got me, was when like the seed grows and then the root goes out and then it just basically, you know, cuts off the doubt, cuts off unbelief, everything you have, like obstacles. So it's as though Jesus didn't write like 10,000 instructions. He just said, you know, let the seed go in, let it grow, and the, the seed will, you know, produce fruit. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Honestly, I just really love that uprooting part, like that the seed is the thing that uproots it, and it's, it's the word that does the thing. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. Who else? Who else has something on trust? I've been really blessed um, blessed by the messages on trust. And I've been um, also reading Philippians 4, and I really think this is the outworking of, of trust, how, what it looks like in, in practical life, like to trust, to trust God. And I'll just read that. Um, sorry, I need to get my glasses back on. Be anxious for nothing, in verse 6, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So I really, um, yeah, I saw this as like, what does trust look like in your practical everyday life? And I, I just... I've found that we don't need to, and I know that you guys know this already, that we don't just pray when we're feeling spiritual, when everything's going good, you know, but to pray when things are awful because it's like um, often we're surrounded by uh, things in life or things that are happening in the family or circumstances that are trying to steal our peace. Um, but I, And I saw it like trusting in, in Jesus as having the Lord with you in the boat, and you're in the sea, and it's we're in this world, but we're not of it. But the Lord doesn't want that to come in the boat. The water was made to be around the boat, but not in the boat, right? And that's how we need to guard our hearts against anxiety and fear and stress. And this is how we do it, um, is praying to the Lord. And when we trust the Lord, we continually give ourselves to the Lord like that seed. We are the seed and the word is the seed in us and we are also the seed in Jesus' hands. But continually giving ourselves to the Lord and guarding ourselves against the, um, the, the stress and the fear by continue, like immediately praying like Chris was saying, you know, praying to the Lord. Um, when things are crazy with the kids, you know, they're having a meltdown or they're screaming or you're in the midst of feeling like really upset with your husband or your wife, pray then. Don't let it come in, you know, and have to deal with it later and you're bailing, you know, so much water. What Chris was saying, deal with that a little bit then. Pray then when you sense it trying to come in. Lord, I just, this is what it is, you know, to, to pray, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. So that peace um, is a guard um, around, around us. It guards our hearts. Um, the other thing, I hope that makes sense, but to guard our hearts against stress and, and fear and anxiety, and it, it is a battle, um, but to know that God is at work when we give it to him. Um, in Psalm 37, it, it, it talks about trusting in the Lord, and then it also talks about do not fret, because it only, <laughs> it only leads to unrighteousness, and it's so important not to allow our, our hearts um, and it can be, oh, I just feel, it's just my feelings, it's just how I am, but we need to guard against it. The moment you sense it trying to come in, guard against it. And, and the way we do that is pray. Um, the other thing I really, like, I, I've been blessed by everything that Glenn's been sharing. I'm not just saying that because I'm his wife, I really, yeah. And I, I just want to say too, like in the past I haven't been, when people have done, um, what are the acronyms and stuff like that? I'm like, oh, you're just trying to, you know, let people give your name and then Anna is for amazing and is for nice, you know. And But I know that the Lord, when Glenn seeks the Lord, the Lord gives it this to him like this. He's not just trying to work, oh, what's S, 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 Samantha, S, you know, Sicily. I don't know. The Lord... It's not as it's a no, but I know what I want to point out about what I'm saying is that the Holy Spirit gives you that, those words. Um, and it is very helpful to, to remember. And, and one of the things that I, I loved, I loved all of it, but one of the um, things that really stood out to me was on time and how he was sharing how we need to, um, God's plan, we are part of God's plan. And this has really helped set me free too. Um, we, you know, there's been a lot of preaching in the church about what's my dream, what's my purpose, oh my, you know, and everything's very me focused instead of us being part of God's plan and God's promises and God's promises and plans span generations and hundreds and thousands of years and, um, but just uh, that he is faithful and uh, yeah, that his timing is, is beyond what we can comprehend. So not to limit God, but just to know that he is faithful. And, um, yeah, that really blessed me. It's about him, not about about us. It's about his plan, not our plans. <laughs> yeah. um, there was something that Pastor Glenn said at the beginning where about taking the word or the message of each week and outworking it and not glossing over it and moving on to the next. That stood out to me because I'm, it's easy for me to not <laughs> do that and to want to move on to the next thing. Um, but we're in a season now this week of um, having to practically... Um, trust God. So there's no real avoiding it because we're going to be moving house again, most likely. And so we, we are forced to really trust in him. And I guess with that, with during worship, a couple of things came up for me in terms of with being up and down like a yo-yo this week with the news of that and 
how, I guess, it felt like it been stealing or robbing me of joy. But then what came to me is that it's an idolic stronghold of housing and comfort for me in terms of, yeah, having, having made an idol out of that, a stronghold of old, and that when that was being taken away, it was robbing me of my joy rather than um, that being founded in God. And so I guess with that was, um, it was kind of like the image of a, a rickety block-walled stronghold which the light was trying to shine through, but I was on the shadowed side of it and it was blocking the light. And But the only way for me to really allow that stronghold to be broken down is to say yes to God and allow him in to break it down brick by brick and essentially to say yes to him to enter into that space, to break it down and then to establish his foundation and I guess to build his own wall, his wall of protection. But instead of it being a rickety wall, I saw it as a a well-established wall. But that I guess it, it reminded me of the book of Revelation where there's something in there about maybe the roads or something being built out of crystals or gold. Yeah, there was golds and I think something else was built out of gems or whatever but it reminded me of that in terms of his wall being built out of transparent and it lets the light through instead of being overshadowed and just saw that as him establishing well his foundation and his security in him Um, so I guess it was just kind of more of a having to outwork this now in terms of just saying yes to him and breaking down idols really that was security in housing and security in comfort rather than just being secure and okay with whatever he's up to and relationship with him above all else so I guess it's a timely message to and good to be not being able to um, gloss over it but have to step into it practically and grow in it and grow in relationship with him. So that's um, what I've got to say. Um, I, was, I was telling Yushi about a message that I'd heard this week, last night, and it feels like it ties really well into the theme of trust. Um, and they were talking about how, um, like, pilots of small planes can have this thing where they experience intuitively that the plane when it's in a cloud is actually upside down and going up so then they try and correct the plane but it means that they end up like diving into the ground so they have um, certain gauges which are essential to combat that they make two of them in the plane. So there's like two identical gauges to try and force your brain to realize that the reality of um, the odds of those two identical gauges being both wrong are greater than their, your perception of reality. 
and they were talking about how um, it's important for like for you to not just go by your feelings but like in a way those gauges are like the word of God and the character and nature of God and for that to be what actually you question your reality by and and for that to be your master instead of your like your feelings and and when you are in that place then you can actually trust your gauges and so um yeah so I thought that was um obviously very timely as as she shared um but yeah just being um really um mindful of that because um I think we can also like lean on our own understanding like how you were saying um Glenn in Proverbs 3 and 5 and Lena as well and um and we all have that. We all have kind of our, our history and our, our perceptions and the way we've been raised and the experiences that we've had that really speak into and inform things. Um, but just to be, I don't know, like really expectant that uh, and not put God in a box and not kind of assume that he's going to work in the same ways that he did before, but um, to just be really um, open to and, and hopeful and expectant of the unexpected. Um, and um, yeah, it just um, reminds me of that verse where um, like we cannot fathom um, what he has in store for us and the treasure that he has for us. So yeah, it's just, um, we've just been really hopeful and excited for what's to come as well and very much at peace and very much, um, yeah, uh, surrounded by his word in your teaching but um, it's also coming in from everywhere else as well. So thank you for that. Um, I remember when Glenn first started on, um, what was it? Time. No, the first one was trust. Uh, Psalm 57, and it says, For in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. And it reminded me straight away of Psalm 91. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. And I can remember I had a, an encounter one morning with this verse I was reading, and, and it was like every word... God explained every word, when, when. He said, it's when you sit, not if you sit. It's when you sit enthroned. And when you sit enthroned, and sit is a, was he impressed with me, that is a, a resting word. It's not something you do and you're thinking of other things. It was sit, you rest, and enthroned enthroned we were sitting I was sitting on a throne under the shadow under underneath I was underneath his covering the shadow shadow and it was like I was a shadow can be a long way away you can get a shadow from a distance you can be in a shadow but a shadow can also mean because God is so close to you and the shadow of Shaddai you are hidden. And it was like I could feel myself hidden. He said, I hide you in this place. I hide you in the strength. It's my, 
his strength, not mine. He said to me, it's my strength that hides you of God most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. And verse 4, it's his massive arms are wrapped around you, keeping you, protecting you, sorry. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. And we always, you know, I, I know in times you, you hear of, you always get the analogy of a, a, a chicken with her chicks underneath her. We can run underneath him for protection. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. And then verse 14, he says, For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. And it was like, this is, this is to me. This is what God is speaking to me. And it can be for everyone, to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. So that's God telling me he will greatly protect me. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. And it was like God has reminded me when things have been tough at work, I go into a quiet place and I just I ask him to feel his presence or I will physically speak out the words, Lord, you are my fortress and my stronghold. I can run into you for protection. And just this week he has been speaking to me about, about being in the fullness of his protection, being in the fullness of his being, in the fullness of my, of all that he is and coming from a place of victory, not working towards victory, but coming from a place of victory and being above my circumstances, looking that I need to change my circumstances, not allow my circumstances to change me, to get me to worry, to get me to fret and be anxious. But for me to speak and come from this place of protection, you are my protection, Lord. I want to step into the person of peace and to go forth with this person of peace in me, not the anxiety and worry. Um, yeah, it's been great listening to everyone's um, stuff. I thought, um, even though I haven't been here to hear the messages, um, that speaking on trust was something that, um, you know, I think, well, we always go through, but, like, it was something that spoke to me, you know, during these times. Um <clears throat> A verse that I had um, is Isaiah 41.10. It's probably my favourite verse. 
um, especially when um, Anna sings it. Um, <clears throat> don't, be, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Um, I think it's just sort of like my life verse because uh, I find that uh, I can get quite anxious when things, you know, I think like in, Irene had brought it up a bit, um, I don't like to be in control of things. I think it's more like just I, if I don't have a plan, if, um, I don't know how it's going to go. I like to be prepared and... Um, you know, when everything's sort of happening, especially, you know, recently we've had a lot, so many different things going on and it's hard to plan ahead or, you know, um, plan my family for that. Um, and I get quite anxious with those things. Uh, just, I think it's just more like my heart just wants to know that it's going to be okay. It's kind of a sense of like, when when I get anxious about, something like this it's like as if my body's a building and the alarm bell's going off that I'm under threat but it's something that you know through because I always remember this verse is just like trying to rely on God's peace on my heart um you know it's a lot I think we all go through it I think usually I just sort of run to Peter and sort of sound like some (laughs) crazy woman um, but I think God's just been showing me how to run to him um, and, you know, because I always have Peter, but I think God's been showing me, like, you know, I've, I'm here all the time. Like, <laughs> um, like, and it's hard to say, but, you know, you can dump everything on God. No, like, whereas we all have our different things that we go through. So sometimes to be dumping on another person, it's only adding to their load. But God is like, I'm here for you to dump everything. Just unload and let me hold you up. Um, so, yeah, I think that was the verse that I wanted to share. Um, and, yeah, just allowing his peace. Just It's a good reminder. Just allow his peace over those times that um, are scary, even if it's just the mundane things. Um, We are in the times where, like, rents go up and you have to move or you have to, you know, like, for myself, just uh, having to work. Now we have to have, you know, both parents working to afford to rent and look after five kids. So um, it is those definitely those times and relying on God's trusting in God for his peace in our, in these times. Anyway, thank you. Just this, um, Glenn, Glenn shared uh, from John 14 how Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Oh, the first one is, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. And he shared how 
the uh, what, everything going around that, everything he was telling them, I'm going to die. You're going to, someone's going to betray me. You're going to deny me. You know, and it, it, it seems like a paradox. And you want me to trust you? And um, so everything that he was saying seems the opposite of that. Uh, but I, I loved how he, you know, he was saying how, how trust is not in our own ability to trust. It's not in our th- performance. We're not trusting in my faith or my, my faith is not in how great my faith is or my performance. He was telling them to trust in who he was and who, who his character. Um, and knowing that um, Peter would deny him, he said, still trust me, and that Jesus restored him afterwards. And I was reminded of this scripture that... Um, if we are, Second Timothy second thirteen says, "If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself." And I saw two parts of that: is that he cannot deny who he is, like his character. He doesn't change in his love. He says, "I love you, your mind," and he won't change. But also, um, he won't deny himself. We are part of his body. It's like if you were the head and my head. Um, you know, you have an infection or something's not right in part of your body, you go, well, I'm fed up with you, and that's it, you know, and you cut it off. No, because you're part of the body, the head will do things to care for it and nurture it until it is restored and well again. And and that's how the Lord, um, you know, he will not, not, he cannot deny himself. We are part of him. We are joined to him. If Even if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. And we saw that when he restored Peter to himself. And he was saying, trust in who I am. And I, I love how Glenn said, trust in his trustworthiness. And um, and I've always, like the Lord spoke to me uh, many years ago too, how it's faith in his faithfulness, which is the same thing. Our faith is not in ourselves, in our own abilities. Our faith is in his faithfulness. And there's a beautiful... Verse in Psalm 37, it says, feed on his faithfulness. Amen. Here you go, Irene. <laughs> Another life verse um, is Hebrews 11, 11b. And it's that Sarah considered God faithful who had made the promise. So we can all take that on board that we consider God faithful who has made his promises to us. Um, that it's not us conjuring up, trying to be faithful or something. It's his faithfulness that we can fully rely on and trust in. So, yeah, that we consider God faithful who has made his promises. And, yeah, he is totally, fully faithful. Um, to his word and to his promises. His, his, what's that um, verse? His promises are yes and amen. So, yeah, it's our trust and dependence and reliance on his faithfulness. And that's what I've had to remember, <laughs> that it's not me just trying to conjure up something. It's actually just depending on his faithfulness. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's... Uh beautiful way to end and I'll just say a couple words before we pray and end and that went by quick (laughs) I thought that was uh
very precious time sharing with one another. Um, Anna said it before, I'll repeat it, is John, when we started off a few weeks ago on this, it was John 14, 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. This is Jesus speaking. So trust was the solution for the troubled heart. Do not let your hearts be troubled. How? How are we not going to let our hearts be troubled by all the stuff that's going on in our lives in the world? Um, he says, trust in God. Trust also in me. And Lena was started to paint that picture of the batach, one of the Hebrew words. It starts with bet, and bet means in or house. And so as you're beginning to read this letter in Hebrew and all throughout the context of batach, the idea of being in, in, is so important. Now let me explain this to you, and it's, I'm just summing up what you've been saying too. So Jesus compares trust, which is faith. That's the same word there. He compares trust to a mustard seed. The mustard seed to grow has to be in the ground, all right? The mustard seed is created by God. Faith also comes from God himself, as Irene was saying. His faith needs to be in our hearts. We need to allow his faith to be planted in our hearts. And then, you know, somebody who's deep theological will say, God doesn't have faith. That's a human thing. No, when you really think about it, the Father trusts the Son. The Son trusts the Father. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of that trust of the Father and the Son. And so God is, is, has trust. And also trust has to do with trustworthiness too. Those two go together. So we're talking about God taking his nature and putting it in us. He's putting his faith and faithfulness in our hearts. There's also the converse of that, which is also important. The next aspect is we need to be in him. So he's in us and we need to be in him. So trust is we're putting ourselves in him. We're putting ourselves in his hand. He also is the ground by which our roots go into. So the importance of this concept of in, in. The Bible begins with that in, in the beginning. And all throughout Scripture, from the beginning to the end, constant use of this word in. We trust in. He puts his trust in us. It's the word in, and I, I talked about it at a Bible school uh, maybe a year or two ago, I forget. But the word in communicates intimacy. And it comes back to trust is about intimacy, intimacy with God and being in him and being one with him. That's ultimately what the Father wants. Amen? So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to add, Peter, are you okay to give us one after I pray, give us closing prayer and closing, well, a 
second closing thoughts. This is like an epistle. It doesn't end. It's like, finally, finally. <laughs> and then one, one, one last thing. <laughs> All right, Father, we want to thank you for what we've been learning about trust. And we know it's not trust in our own ability, or it's not even trust that we manufacture or conjure up. It comes from you. It comes from Jesus living within us. And then, Lord, you place us in Jesus. And we thank you for this dynamic relationship of being in you and you being in us. I'm asking, Father, for our congregation that the trust, for all of us, the trust would grow and that our hearts would not be troubled. Lord, I confess there's many times where my heart is troubled and you're highlighting to me that I need your trust so much more. I need your trust to grow in my heart. So, Lord, where our hearts are troubled, let us trust in you. And in these things that we're going through, we're going we're gonna to look to you. But also we want to trust in you because you, you want our eyes to be off our petty problems and onto your eternal plan, as Anna was saying. So let us really have that vision of your eternal plan and that you're making our lives into a message that speaks to the world and speaks to our families around us. It's not merely about what we preach. It's about what we're living and, and how we're trusting you through everything. Thank you, Jesus, for this precious time. Yes, Lord, just cause faith to grow in our hearts. Like a mustard seed, water it. In Jesus' name, amen. Do I hear an amen? amen? And then Peter. <laughs> and I'm happy to have Peter and Tina back after all the family troubles. They're not all, they're, it's not all, uh, uh, yeah. it's not all easy yet. So please pray for them and the family. And we saw Rob on Monday. Did you know that? Yeah, he said he was going to come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's good to be back. Um, just going off trust as well is um, one, one thing that has always kept me found, grounded was that trust is based on relationship. And um, as we continue to grow in our relationship, and it's always growing, because um, there are days where I remember to trust in God after the fact. Um, but my prayer is that we continue to trust in God before the storm and in the storm. <laughs> And then after the storm, and um, I think one of the things that I'm I'm learning as a dad is that uh, to make sure that my kids trust in God more than they can trust in me, um, especially in these days where you know they three weeks ago they lost their grand uh, their aunt, and it was the first time they've lost someone that's very close, and um, my parents haven't got long to go as well. They're on their way kind of thing. So just really, we've been really trying to teach the kids to trust in the Lord as well. Because we never know what when the time's up. So um, we started, a, we have our own like family text group. So we're um, just trying to encourage one another to send their verse of the day. And I know at this stage, it's just, you know, the, Bible app is just the verse of that day. 
I'm praying that it moves to where they're actually going through a book of Mark, Luke, or John. But at the moment, it's just been really good trying to keep us all grounded as a family. I think that's the main thing as a family. Um, but yeah, making sure that we continue to trust in God. So, and I think that's my prayer is that kids or no kids, that we have an obligation as followers of Christ to one, trust in the Lord, but also teach others to trust in the Lord because we're, cause we're just flesh. Um, and my, my, my biggest thing is that the legacy that I want to leave is not possession, but it's that they would trust in the Lord. Yeah. So, so let's pray. Um, Father, we just thank you for today. Um, I thank you, Lord, that it's um, even encouraged me to t- uh, study more on the word, our uh, trust. Um, and Father, as we continue to grow, I pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts in the areas that we need to trust you in, whether it be our finances, our relationships, um, our workplaces, wherever it may be, Lord, I pray, Lord, um, that you would teach us to trust you more in all areas. And Father, as we um, have children or have people that we speak life into, I pray, Lord, that we would um, teach others to trust in you more. Teach us to be like John the Baptist that didn't take the glory for himself but always pointed to you. And Father, we thank you that your blessings are great, but you are the blesser, that we would always point to you because that's where everything comes from. Um, We thank you for today in Jesus' name. Amen.